What's up, everyone? I'm Jeff St. Pierre, host of the Adult Education Podcast. This is episode 70, and joining me today are all three members of the Chattahoochees. And before we get started, I just want to take a second to thank you for checking out my podcast. Adult Education was formerly known as Be More Well, so if you were looking for Be More Well, you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. If you missed why I changed the name, you can check out episode 60 for more on that. But thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I really do appreciate that. I hope you're able to find some new information, knowledge, and inspiration each week from my guests. I'd appreciate it so much if you would subscribe to the show so you'll be notified of all future episodes. And if you have a minute, it'd be really helpful if you could leave a rating and review so the podcasting gods know what you think of adult education that helps them push out the show to some new listeners and we're on social media if you want to follow us there the best place to find us is at adult education podcast on instagram well i suppose it's fitting that we wrap up the year with not only part four of my series with the chattahoochees but also an even number this is episode 70 of the show i'd hope to have a few more episodes done this year but i'm pretty happy where we are wrapping things up 70 episodes over a two-year span while we added a baby into our family and continued to deal with a global pandemic. That's pretty good for me. I'm proud of what we've accomplished so far. Thank you so much for sticking with me and for being a part of my little podcast family. All right, so on to today's topic. For the last three weeks, I've caught up with each member of the Chattahoochees individually. Episode 67 was with Nellie Joy. Episode 68 had Audra May. And episode 69 was Summer Overstreet. Now it's time to wrap up this series with a big old red bow as I have all three of the ladies together. To say this has been an adventure is a complete understatement. I had so much fun working with the Chattahoochees over the last month or two. I learned so much from this experience too, and I hope to bring more fun things like this to you in the new year. So let's dive into this one. Part four of my series with the Chattahoochees. Oh, look at that. Hey. What's happening? Hey. Hey. So this is either going to be the greatest time of my life or the biggest fucking disaster that has ever happened. Either way, I'm here for it and I'm ready for it. <laughs> it's going to be the best interview you've ever done. 100% confirmation. We're going to try to not all talk at the same time, but we might. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, but see, you have three smart bitches over here and... Um, <laughs> I want you to know that I'm recording the audio on my iPhone so that it's nice and clear in case you want to use it. Oh, Got perfect. Look at you. You don't have to use it. I was going to bring my SM7 and my like mini Studio B, but uh, my Apollo Studio B broke in the oh. middle of Mercury being in retrograde, which I thought was very Fucking much, Mercury yeah. retrograde. Uh... So anyway, my Studio <laughs> B is no longer existent. Wait, we need to write a Mercury. Retrograde. We need to write a Mercury retrograde song for we, next for the next album. We do. I wasn't even going to bring up Mercury retrograde till like at least the third or fourth question. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Chattahoochee's, we've got Audra May, we've got Summer Overstreet, Nellie Joy. First, I want to just say how how enjoyable it has been to speak to each one of you individually and get to know Aww. you more. I've never thank done you. anything like this. It's been such a joy and such a pleasure to talk with all three of you. So thank you for giving me so much time. Oh, thank You're you. Welcome. Thanks for being our first official yeah. interview yeah. as a band. 
I feel very privileged. Like a year from now when the album's out and people are talking about you on year-end best of lists, I know my podcast is going to start jumping up really high all of a sudden because people are going to search for you and they're going to come to me. That's really nice. How's your how's your baby? She's good. She's doing better. Uh, she had hand, foot, and mouth last week, so we're getting over that. Um, I think I may have caught it as well, so I'm also getting over it right now, but but we're good. Everybody's good. Life is good. We're getting ready for the holidays. and That stuff's going around. Every, I know yeah. so many moms that have had kids that have had that, and I didn't even know what it was. What is it? Hand, my hand, my foot, kids mouth. had it this summer. Oh, yeah, yours yeah. had it in Harmony's. Baby. What's a hand, foot, mouth? And they get blisters. They can get yeah. blisters like their hands, their mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. But but she's I'm better. Glad. That's great. Yeah. Um yeah, let's make sure Summer's in on this too. I feel like she's like putting herself she, in the back here. She's like, she talks, you know, her DB, her level of uh, communication, like she's the quieter one. So she'll be like whispering these jokes that nobody else hears unless you're sitting right beside her. <laughs> so I have to make sure she's close. <laughs> have to make sure she's close to the computer so that you hear any whispers because they're gold. Yeah, I'll try not to whisper. Yeah, yell it. I have to give you like a separate microphone to hook right there on the top of your shirt or something. Yeah, I actually, I need the, those ASMR mics. Just yeah. like, yeah. We'll give her a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about talking with all three of you, and, and the, only, the only reason I will say this was annoying, was you all have the same story of how the group came together. And that's You wanted us to be like lying well, on each other, but no, we're not. I just, I was expecting someone to, in the band. I thought you, I thought Audra, I thought you would be like, well, so Nellie thinks that it started this way, but here's the real story. Like I kind of thought that might happen. I got none of that. You're on the same page. Oh, because we're in cahoots. We got our story straight. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Like I Listen. said, three smart bitches. Yeah. <laughs> we're sticking to it. Also, it must be the truth. Yeah. And, and that's true. That That's very helpful that you are speaking the truth, but you can tell through all of it that the three of you love each other so much. And that is so awesome and so refreshing um, to hear and just to see that genuine like compassion for each other. I love that. Uh, <laughs> so there's a, a few things that happened in individual interviews that I think we should address here and we should have a conversation about because I want to hear from other people. Um, I don't know if you've listened to each other's interviews or if you haven't, which is totally fine. Um, Audra, I think it was you, Audra, that was saying that when you were writing music, you guys started writing songs with Jason in a way to try to make him blush. And you kept like pushing the envelope to see if it would work. So to me, Jason to me is sneaky funny. And Nellie may be able to comment more on this, but like he's very artistic. He's very soft-spoken. He seems very, you know, intuitive, but I bet he's got a great fart joke, like just ready to go, like at all times. Like, I feel like he's sneaky yeah. funny. He's, he is, he's also got his own like comedic rhythm. There is, he's got his own cadence. He'll be like, Hello, would you like to partake? And, you know, there's like a, a hippie vibe to him. Full disclosure, I don't think he's that funny. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, actually I'm not. I really, <laughs> he's funny. I didn't, mar I didn't marry him because he's funny. I'll say that much, but he is funny and everyone else thinks he's really funny. And I'll remember like the first time, <laughs> the first time, okay, time out. Actually, I'm going Gorgeous. somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this. The first time I realized he was really funny was when um, we were on stage doing a show. It was the tour where we were opening for Colby and then we played with Colby on stage and him and some of the other guys in the band, like everybody was mic'd up, would get into these like joke 
like who can one one up the other one and Jason was just throwing it down and everyone <laughs> thought he was so funny and everybody was laughing and then I realized oh my husband is actually quite funny I just don't <laughs> think anybody's funny <laughs> there's that I do think they're funny. she thinks we're funny <laughs> no, he, is, he is so funny but it's not like I'm trying to joke and make no. you laugh it's, yeah it's like we'll be talking about something and maybe it'll be like a song and he'll be like well yeah that's just because it's like fucking the best thing that ever happened on this green <laughs> yeah. earth and everybody's stupid if they don't follow behind it so I, I it's do flat like his, delivery it's his no very advice. flat very flat and it's always an arrogant delivery which yeah i can appreciate yeah he's a big talker for sure that's what i mean he's for he's sure. sneaky funny like yeah. you don't expect it then it comes out of nowhere and you're like there it is also if he hears like a joke he'll go he'll be in the corner he'll be like ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did. We basically were just like, Jason. We said this, and then, he, and he would be like, "You think it's offending me, but I think it's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life." Like, we just couldn't make him blush. We have since yeah. many times. When? When did we make Jason blush? Uh, I don't know. I said something the other day in the kitchen. And he goes, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> No, no, not with oh, our music. It's usually, usually like women's stuff. He doesn't oh, yeah. like to talk about women's stuff. Like, good gosh, if I ever get pregnant someday, he's gonna like, I don't think he'll be able to be in the birthing room because he'll fall over. He like doesn't like to talk or think about anything anatomy driven. <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. Yeah. So we're not scared. Summer, in your conversation, again, everything lined up with how the Chattahoochees started, but I got a feeling from Summer's conversation that it seemed, um, I don't want to say glue that holds you together, but I kind of feel like, because Summer was talking about posting the songs on TikTok, and it, I kind of felt like Summer was sort of the linchpin of how things really started to take off here. I yeah. feel like if Summer wouldn't have uh, posted that stuff on TikTok, I don't know if we would have realized what we were sitting on. We And we never would have. <laughs> we never would have written in the first place together as a trio yeah. if she hadn't gotten canceled on. Yeah. You know, I mean, a million steps yeah. along the way. It was our mutual admiration and love for Summer that brought us together. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. true. Yeah. yeah. It was the universe that, yeah. that caused you all to love yeah, It was Mercury retrograde. <laughs> but she's also Mercury like, retrograde. I, I mean, I feel like Summer's kind of like the glue in a sense that Sometimes I'm over here and sometimes Audra's over here, but Summer's always just kind of floating in this ecosystem that's somewhere in the middle, being super politically correct. Never. <laughs> Said no one ever. So, no. <laughs> politically correct. Yeah. Summer's a really uh, diplomatic communicator yes. as well. So she can, she can interpret other people's, I mean, we all speak English, obviously, but you know how it is. Like everyone's speaking a different language. They've got their own way and summer can understand multiple and interpret for for people which is really helpful in any situation but especially in like creative business situations that's yeah that's the glue well creative business situation and just partnership in general there's always difficulties one way or another so you kind of have to have especially in a trio, you have to have the one person that sort of has to level head to try to hold things together. I, I don't know if I would have named Summer well, that after my conversations, but. It ain't me. It ain't me. She's level. I, I can just, I just, I can just see, I can see the value of everybody's perspective because everybody's always coming from a place of love and trying to do the best. So mm -hmm. I'm just really able to see that and hopefully communicate that because yeah. I'm, 
you know, I know what it's like to be like quiet and not understood. So I'm kind of just wanting to give that to other people. But she also won't tell you everything she knows ever. There've been no. multiple times where I've like shown up for drinks with Summer and been like, man, I had the craziest night last night. I'll tell her my whole story of my night. And she'll sit there like she has no, like she never heard it. And then she'll be like, yeah, I ran into so-and-so who said he saw you last <laughs> night. I'm like, bitch, I just saw you. You never once gave me any indication. I was you finish your story. <laughs> I just don't like to interrupt. That's, all. That's what it is. It's not me having secret information. She, she's very slow and methodical in her in her in her communication. Like I'll be really quick to chop someone's balls off, and she just politely sews it back on. Yeah. Wait, let's pick the balls up off the floor. Step away from the balls. And she'll say, "Sorry, no, I did that." Or sorry, Audra did that. It kind of sounds like you're in for the long con, Summer. Yes, I'm a I'm a lifer. I'm very loyal. <laughs> he is very loyal. Um, but also, if you piss me off, there's not really. Dead, oh, you don't want to do that. Dead, oh. dead, dead. I have no doubt about that. I I could just see it in your eye. And the picture that Nellie sent me to use for social media posting, I was like, she'll kill me. Like this woman will absolutely kill me. (laughs) She will slowly poison you. Slowly. (laughs) And then one day you just don't wake up. I'm like, shit, why don't I wake up? You'll be like 99 and you'll be like, that was a great life. (laughs) You just slowly poison them until they're really old. Yeah. She goes, goes, you'll be 99. You'll be like, that was a great life. It's I guess not about I'm them dying. knowing that I did that. It's not me knowing that. <laughs> this is kind of a different side of summer. When she was talking to me, she was so like serious and like just very mm-hmm. businesslike. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to mess anything up. <laughs> <laughs> and he put us together and it's like, well, it's over. It's done. This, this is why, you know, so now, Nellie, I'm very excited that you suggested this group part of the interview because I think this is fantastic. Oh, it's very important that you hear and see the banter in real life i mean you can't make this shit up basically Mm -hmm. they're gonna laugh about 80 percent of the time and i'm gonna stare at you and this is gonna be how it is (laughs) why is that true because all she had to do was say it and i'm like "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) nelly's got the best focus so that is like that is also a linchpin because we would get nothing really done i don't know about that we would get stuff done but but not in the way that we do as a group together. I mean, really, Nellie is so, she's got that laser focus. So she can zero in on something and untangle a deck, a delicate necklace in about 0.5 seconds. Oh, that's very sweet. You guys are awesome. It's true. You all obviously get along very well, uh, clearly from this conversation. <laughs> Everybody's on the same page. But we you have all, no fun. You all come from different backgrounds. You all come from different worlds. Um, and I think it was Audra that said to me that you've all been through some shit in your careers. Do you think that that is what makes this work so well for all three of you? Because you've seen the highs and the lows in your own respective places. So you've been able to come together and go, wow, we already know what we don't want. So this right here is working out great. There's that. I think also, again, like we love the hell out of each other. So we're always trying to protect each other, even in even in like a, you know, a great career opportunity and all that kind of stuff. Even when it's like amazing, we, we are the first ones to be like, all right, is there anything we're missing? Like, we don't want to see each other get hurt. That leads me into something else. Um, 
So this, so far, I mean, you've recorded the album. It hasn't come out yet, so people haven't heard all of it. They've heard pieces that have been posted on social media, but we haven't heard the full album. I know I discussed, uh, I think with all three of you, if there were opportunities to maybe get with a label and start working on it. But up until this point, it's been a fun project that you three have just loved doing with each other. If you do take it to the next step, it's going to become a job. So have you discussed that? Has there been some concern about what happens when this becomes work as opposed to when it's just fun and you're just really enjoying this time together? I mean, we've been through a couple hurdles in that way where we're like, what are we missing? Oh, well, we are, you know, our biggest dream was to make a record. Well, we did that. Yeah. You know, now we got a dream again and like we have to keep it fun and light. So we make sure anytime we're hanging out, we're setting up the environment to be more like a party than a work session. I mean, we, we had a rehearsal a couple weeks ago and, you know, someone was over at Nelly's house and was like, damn, this is y'all's rehearsal. Like y'all are like getting work done and, you know, drinking tequila in the kitchen and making cookies. <laughs> I mean, I think that regardless of what the next step is, if it's with a label, if it's with a distribution deal, if it's completely on our own, it's going to be treated with the same level of integrity and seriousness because although we joke and laugh a lot uh this music is medicine that deserves to be heard by as many people as possible and so we're going to do whatever it takes to get it to the masses and luckily we live in a, a time where there's not just one way to do that there's you know the internet oh my gosh what a concept you know i mean you're in the radio world and you guys are a, a really powerful the most powerful vessel i would say in country music and um listen, the sky's the limit. We could end up back at your radio station doing radio, doing a radio interview. I don't know, but that's not why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing what we're doing because it's medicine for us. And we know that it's going to be medicine for other people. And we just got to get creative, you know, and get it heard. So that part will be extremely thoughtful about because we've worked too hard to make it this great to just sit on it, you know, yeah, or to hand it over to someone and watch them sit on it. We're not not going to get in the way of it. No our own our own desires because we're gonna let it like kind of show us where it wants to live yeah and we're being very good about making sure we keep it feeling like fun yeah like even though it's gonna be for work like we're getting together because we have to rehearse we're getting together because we need to do these things we're always careful to create an environment where it's like a lot of play and we still accomplish things so i think that's going to be important to carry through the future yeah we take play very seriously work hard yes. play hard man <laughs> yeah you know and i i just think like i'm i'm really excited to see how we end up getting it to as many people as we want to because one thing about this situation is like we all three 100% always vote unanimously on what we're doing so like if someone walks up to us and says, I want to give you a record deal and it's a million dollars, but <laughs> there's no release date and maybe you'll get this music out. Maybe you won't. We're going to look at each other and be like, nope. <laughs> like it's the art comes first. And um, every person that we've kind of adopted into our small little team that we have right now, all three of us mutually go, yep, that's the right move. And never in a million years would I have thought that we would end up recording a 13 song album by now like that just happened so i feel like we're in like six months we're gonna look back and go oh well blah da 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 just happened too and yeah. we didn't necessarily plan that out you can't plan it out i mean every time i try to make plans god wrecks them so i just think like <laughs> we, we're along for the ride whatever it is he came in like a wreck <laughs> but also you know we have to say 
one of the reasons why we are so glued together is because of the people who have believed in us, Jason included, but mm-hmm. also Mike Elizondo. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we were making that album with him, and he he every step of the way was right there, even though he was dealing with some really serious, heavy death in his family and stuff, you know. And so we bonded really. I mean, we, we, it created a situation where we were so grateful that he was there. He was really, he and his family were so lovely to us that it made us want to step it up even more because we had to show him that we weren't messing around that like we really meant it. And so now we're at the point where he's like family, like we, we're going to go hang out on the 20th just because we miss each other. And, you know, he's, he's always been there and continues to be, even though we're done. we made the record he's still like okay what's the next step how can I help as much as yeah we are glued together if it weren't for the people on the outside of us yeah that we feel so grateful and lucky to be you know around and nurtured by and empowered by you know I don't know I mean it it, it makes it even stronger our bond watching them because I think it started with summer on tiktok yeah that was when it was like oh we got something here and then once Mike heard the demos we had made in Malibu and was like, I'm making an album on you guys. I was like, oh, this isn't a joke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'm just going to brag on him for a second. Cause since the last time I talked to you, he actually got nominated for producer of the year at, at the Grammys. I, so I, I saw that and I, and I have to admit something. I, I feel bad sometimes, especially when I'm talking to folks like yourselves who are in the music industry, when you name drop somebody that I don't know, because you do it and not in a bad way, but like you do it. So cause you know, Mike, Mike's a friend, Mike produced your record and is someone that is commonly known in your community, but I didn't know who he was, but I just kind of rolled with it through each interview. I'm like, Oh yeah, Mike, I know Mike. That's great. And then I saw the Grammy thing. I'm like, Oh, that's the Mike. That's the Mike that I, keep hearing about so that's awesome for him that's really big he's just such a diverse musician I mean I don't know anyone else that's like played bass on a John Mayer record but then in the same sentence has produced like 21 pilots and then oh yeah I just did a Disney movie too you know and now he's doing country like there's nothing he hasn't done Summer calls him Lemmy Guess. <laughs> Lemmy Guess. Oh, Lemmy Guess. He played on that record too. Oh, Mike, Lemmy Guess. I was on that. <laughs> you literally have to guess because he won't tell you otherwise. No, he's, that's he's, the thing he's is he's so humble. humble. He's, he's like, yeah. Very kind, very um, understated, but also like there's a quiet confidence that you get, but um, but very like such a nice guy. Yeah. He, 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 it was like a no brainer. Him and his whole family. Everybody, his daughters, his son, his wife, the dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're all just, they're a whole crew. It's a whole thing. So uh, Audra and Nelly, I know you both have recorded in studios with different producers <clears throat> over your careers and different aspects. Summer, I don't I don't think you ever talked about really getting in to record like um, as an artist anywhere in our conversation. But I have to imagine meeting up with a guy like Mike that just seems to click so well with you, it's a game changer. Like walking into a place where the person believes in you and understands what you're trying to get to as opposed to just, oh, well, here's person A who's been hired by the label to produce our album. Like that's got to feel sort of like so impersonal when you go in there. But now you've got this guy that's like, no, I am producing your record. You're coming to my house. We're going to do this. Let's make it happen. This was such a great experience, I think, for all of us because it kind of changed our experiences that we had in the past. And I had done um, a few songs songs for my solo project but it was with a friend so we kind of were working together to make sure everything sounded the way we want to didn't really have to do like a 
here's what, here's the guy you're getting and here's his vision on what should happen. And to be honest, I was really surprised that he didn't even try to insist on writing any songs with us because typically in Nashville, that's what you get when you're in with a producer, if yeah. they can write, cause they're trying, you know, they want a piece of everything. They want a piece of it. Mm -hmm. And he was just flat up offering to produce the record and every song we threw on, he's like, yeah, let's add it. And he got all these amazing musicians together and everybody there was supposed to be there. And they were ranged from like 70 years old to like 25. And it was like a piece of art he was doing and he wasn't, he was doing it because he believed in it. And that was something really new for me. Yeah, that's so special when you get someone like that. I I think back to, and I, I don't know these folks personally, but I think back to hearing someone like Marin Morris or Carly Pierce talk about Busby, the way that Busby believed in them and really worked with them and got them to come out of their shell and bring their music. And you know, sadly, the world lost him as a producer. You know, the world lost him in general. But um, but I just I, I think about the stories they used to tell about him, and it kind of reminds me of the way you're talking about Mike. It's so special when you get that person that believes in you so much and just wants to bring the best out of you. Busby was definitely that person for a lot of artists. Yeah. Great positive energy. And writers too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and writers. there were, I mean, mm -hmm. I think even John Bellion used to send him tracks every once in a while, just as he was, because he's self-produced, he produces his own stuff and he would send stuff to Busby just like, Hey, just asking him advice on stuff. I mean, there are so many people that when he died, that really was felt all over. I mean, it was, it was a weird sort of dawning of a new time because it was before COVID and it was such a shock and such a loss and it happened so quickly and he had moved to Nashville. So, you know, it it like really hit home and hit hard <clears throat> when we first got together and wrote our first <laughs> song that we wrote dying. Well, Busby had just died and Nellie's grandmother was dying that whole first session where summer got canceled on and ended up, you know, hanging out with us, that whole thing was, was like based around that, that vibe of like, how do you let people know while they're here that you love them? And so when we went in to do the record with Mike, that song in particular, I mean, it gives me chills. It makes me want to cry, but that song in particular, the medicine in that song just carried through for two years and then here we were in the studio doing it and people around us were passing away some are lost family members i mean it was the middle of covid it was you know really hard but that song was there somehow mm. that medicine was there we're really excited to give it to the world and yeah you're right you know mike is he's a special person in that way and has been for so long for so many people and the people who really love him know that he's shy so they're not going to go brag about him all the time because he will kick you out. <laughs> They'll be like, get the hell out of here. Quit bragging, you know, quit, quit making me feel weird and like gassing me up. But he's a one of a kind. There's nobody like Mike Elizondo. Never will be. Never has been. I think the thing I loved about him the most, because I didn't really know him that well, even though I, I had only like worked with him one time prior to us working with him. But like after in our first phone call with him, I think he came up with, was it, he named himself Buckshot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he like, he got our humor. And not only did he understand how important laughing was to us, but this country comedy thing, like he amplified it and took it up a notch and started like 
throwing these little bullets during that first phone call that we had. I'm like, oh, he he not only gets it, like he can keep up. And since then, like yeah, yeah. now we have like these uh these moments where we kind of like spit back and forth and you know it's mostly summer and him really going back and forth trying to one up each other and and mike is really funny so i just feel like he's yeah he's like the fourth honorary member and yeah yeah him and jason make up the fourth honorary and member. to work with like the application of actually working with him yeah is so easy yeah it's like he handles it so diplomatically and carefully yeah. and like he may, he does, there's no, he doesn't overwork you. He doesn't under, it's just, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't say enough about how, <laughs> what an honor it was to work with him. He makes sure everyone is heard. He also played bass on the whole album yeah. and asked and was like, can I play bass on it? We were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you play bass for fucking BB King. Yeah. I guess you can play bass on a record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that he got your humor. And even though I've, I've only heard pieces of songs that you posted on social media, there's a lot of humor in your music. There's a lot of tongue in cheek in there. And country music is no stranger to, you know, a play on words and tongue in cheek songs. It's a part I mean, what's what's the don't come home or drinking with love it on your mind. Like there's songs throughout the history of country music that have ridiculous titles that just make you laugh and make you think about real life in a different way. But is there any sort of like, I don't want to say concern, that's not the word, but is there any thought in your head where you're like, okay, all of our songs kind of fall on this line. How are people going to receive this? Like, did you, have you thought about that at all? Just out of curiosity. I mean, we see how they receive it. We watch them receive it and they're either laughing or crying. There is one person only in the whole that wide world. Son of world. a bitch. Who is it? <laughs> I mean, that's right. <laughs> that we played our stuff for. And we finished this one song that has like moved people to tears. <laughs> and this person at the end of the song just went, where's your bathroom? I've had to pee the whole time I was here. <laughs> well, I moved her to tears downstairs. <laughs> uh, she loved it so much. She almost pissed her pants. I mean, here's, here's, here's the deal. <laughs> one of my favorite country artists. I'll wait for her to recover. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. She's she's laughing. Imagine that. Uh, one of my favorite. See, this is good. So you're seeing it in real life. What actually happens? I just wait. <laughs> you keep and then I laugh, and that makes you laugh. Aren't yeah. You? Um, I think Brad Paisley had this moment in time where, as an artist, like everything he was putting out was either making me laugh or making me cry. And I just remember I just moved to Nashville, and I was so blown away with how for like a few years he was just dropping these bombs like here's a laugh bomb here's a cry bomb and there was no in between i think it was around like when whiskey wrote lullaby and ticks and you know a lot of those kinds of songs came out and i don't know he's one of my songwriting heroes for that reason and i just feel like i feel like there's a market for that i think people want to be moved to feel something you know and i don't know whether or not they're prepared for it or want it. It's happening. It happened. It's coming out. We already done gone did it. Yeah. It recorded. We recorded it. So um, <laughs> there will be some backlash, and we can't wait for that because summer will just spat back with some type of a. <laughs> she can't be trolled. She cannot be trolled. When there's only been like a few haters on TikTok, which is kind of alarming to me because I love having haters. <laughs> I think haters are awesome, but we haven't. We've had a lot of like love on TikTok, but the few haters we've had, summer just. She's a ninja. With She's a ninja. 
What's the one that you responded back to? Someone accused us of. Uh, they said, oh, TikTok industry plant of the month. Yeah. Oh. And my response was, what industry would spend money on women over 30? Nice. <laughs> women. They couldn't answer that question. No. <laughs> women. Three women. Yeah. Over 30. There's also been a couple. I just can't remember what I said, but it was. They laughed. They laughed at my comment to their hate comment. They're like, okay, I never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the answer to, to your question is we are ready for whatever kind of reaction is going to come at us because we've got yeah. summer overstreet in the band. So the most surprising thing is our number one comment is, man, I hate country music, but I love y'all. And I'm like, our shit is countryer than country. That shit is country. Yeah. So that's fun. But also we get a lot of comments from from the LGBTQ plus community and people they I mean more I mean more than I can count will ask different people will ask like hey are you guys allies because I've been burned before by country music and it fucking breaks my heart so just for the record yeah we love yeah. everybody yes we are yes we are we love everybody and we want everybody to experience love a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to hear you say, this is a conversation that I've had with people in radio and in records over the years. When you talk about um, people saying like, I love your music, but I don't like country music. It's so interesting to me that over the years, some of the biggest country artists have had fan bases that are not country fans. And right. as an example, Chris Stapleton, I would say that arguably his biggest fan base, they're not country listeners. Casey Musgraves, I know Casey has kind of shifted more towards the pop world, but when Casey was country AF, she had a huge fan base that had no interest in country. And I used to think right. to myself, like, these people are are as close to traditional country as you're going to get these days. And you're telling me you don't like country, but you like them? So it's so interesting to me. And, and from the radio side, those artists would never research for radio. Like, we have right. one Chris Stapleton song in rotation, and this guy is such a monster superstar in our format. But his songs never research with the audience. So when the audience says, I want my country, I'm like, do you? Because you don't seem to want your country. You seem to want the stuff that everybody else says they hate all the time. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. I always wonder, like, how how does research work in your world? Like, do they call someone on the phone and be like, yo, listen to this chorus? Or is it like, <laughs> is it like, you email it? It's like poll workers. Do you want a song about whiskey or women? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> We've got them both for you. Which one do you want oh, first? Yeah. Do, you follow, do you follow Grady Smith at all? I don't. I don't know the man, but I watched oh, some of the videos I, and I'm like, you feel, I feel like you have an ax to grind. And when you have an ax to grind, it kind of takes your point away, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. well, there's two videos I would suggest you go watch if you want a good laugh. Okay. One, one was about 2013 and it just was a cliff notes of what all the guys were singing about in country music. <laughs> oh my I think God. I've what seen this it? one. Trucks. <laughs> Get in my truck, truck, get in my truck, drink, drink. Get I in my drink. Get in my truck. <laughs> get out of my truck, get into my drink. And then he did the one about, uh, he said, no more claps and snaps. Anyway, those two no videos. No more claps and snaps. Yeah. He has like, there, it's, these two videos are really well done. 
So I want to tell you about the, the claps and snaps one is funny. So when that video came out, I had a program director that used to watch his stuff religiously. And every once in a while, I would like I, I didn't watch Grady's videos, but I'd see the headlines. So I kind of had an idea of like what he was talking about. So my program director would come in and he would make some comment. And I'd be like, you watched the latest Grady video, didn't you? You know, like I could totally tell where he got it from. So the claps one came out and he like came in the next day and he was like, I want to drop this song and this song and this song because people don't like the clap tracks. And I said to him, I said, I understand your point because look, from, from my standpoint, I get it. I understand the complaint about him. I get it. But when you look at our actual research, which I do believe is flawed in a million different ways, but it's what we have and it's what we use. When you look at the research out of the top 20 testing songs, 19 of them use clap tracks. I'm like, so you, what are you wow. saying? Like, obviously the audience in this way that we do research is loving it. So he might be upset and he might hate it, which I get, but it doesn't speak for who's listening to our radio station. If that makes I sense. Really how do you do the research? I'm actually curious. Like, what is it? There's so many different levels to it. I think it used to be phones because they call it call out research. It used to be on the phone, but now it's an internet based thing and they play you okay. clips of songs and you get to rate it. You know, I don't know if it's like one to 10, one to, I don't know how it works, but you get to rate each song where I think it's flawed is you test 40 songs and I don't think everybody ever makes it through all 40 songs. Like I think eventually they get to a point where they're just like, click, 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 like, like any of us would have done on a standardized yeah. test. Dang. Do just the chorus or is it a verse chorus? What's the, they, they would call it the hook. So sometimes it would be the chorus. Sometimes it would be a, like whatever the, I mean, you know what a hook is, but like the catchiest part yeah. of the song, whatever it may be, whether it's the chorus or not, that's what they would put in there. They're going to love us. We are hooked. My we are church. only hooks. We are literally like, like yeah. Hook. We're about to slay this shit. Yeah, yeah. we are hookers. <laughs> that right there. Cut it, isolate it. We've got it. There it was. I'm glad you got to see that. It's been this great. great Thank you so much for talking to me. That's it. That's all I need. Now. <laughs> nice knowing you. You know what? Really we should name. we should innovate our own new form of research. <laughs> uh, this is a great There's idea. No way this, could go wrong. So this, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. We're not going to tell people that we're the artists. <laughs> yeah. We'll I'll be follow. the camera person. You can, you can be the microphone and okay. you, you hold the headphones. We'll walk up and down Broadway. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to take the headphones and be like, Hey, you want to listen to this new band? What are they called? Oh, they're called the Chattahoochees. Put the headphones yeah. on and we will film the reactions and we'll send it to you. And you can use that and pass around to your radio friends for research. <laughs> your little radio friends. That's your I music mean, video right there. That's, that's your music it. video. Yeah. I just say it like, who needs? Who it's needs at research? least a lyric video. That would oh. be the best lyric video ever. Just people reacting to the actual lyrics. <laughs> it would be amazing. It'd be great too if someone hated it and we, we just got like Midland. punched. <laughs> Summer <laughs> said, can we dress up as Midland? <laughs> can I tell you a funny Brad Paisley story? Yes. Please. I had always worked in rock radio. I kind of came in the rock music, came from the rock music world. But somehow through a backwards way, I was suggested for this position at a country radio station to work with the morning show. So I went, I met with the host and we hit it off and it all worked out and they hired me. But I still, to that point in my life, had never listened to country music. So I knew, like I knew people's names just from seeing them on TV. Like I knew who Rascal Flats were or um, I loved Strawberry Wine for whatever reason. That was one of my favorite songs. Um but I decided going to work the first day, I was like, I should probably listen to the radio station I'm going to work at so I know at least what I'm getting myself into. So I'm driving in at four o'clock in the morning and the first song I hear is Brad Paisley's Online. And what came out of my mouth was, I got to turn this fucking car around. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 
And I've grown to love the song once I understood Brad. I understood his shtick. I got it. But like, if you're not a country fan and that's the first thing you hear, there's a piece of you that's like, wait, this is what country music is? <laughs> uh, that's funny. You got you got thrown into the, the pond pretty quickly there. I sure did. But I, I did grow to love Brad. He's one of the nicest human beings alive. And I'm He's so glad so nice. that I got here. I love how he sings his encore, at least when I was on tour with him, was Alcohol, that song Alcohol, yet he doesn't drink. Huh. And then you get off stage and everyone's getting hammered and he's like, where's my ice cream? Like he wants Aww. to eat. It's the cutest thing ever. He's he eats like, ice cream he, after every show? I don't know if it's every show, but like at the end when you have like a party where you're celebrating, like most artists would have like liquor and you know booze and he's like got an ice cream truck that's adorable it was that really cute quite adorable yeah come on i mean and his family was out his kids were so cute i mean they oh. were really young at this point they're probably all grown up now but all right so we've covered a lot of bases in the individual interviews in this conversation that has been totally off the walls um <laughs> i know you don't have a release date do you have an idea of when we're going to be getting our hands on some of this you know music that's done rough idea if you had to estimate man if it were up to me in my perfect world it would the first song would come out they say you need like what six weeks to prep for dsps and all that fun stuff pr blah 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 blah. yeah so six weeks to three months yeah so i'm thinking like february would be probably Um, the earliest we could get something out but um i'm all for it the sooner the better because I just think that it's time. And it'll be yeah. O Out of Country, right? O Out of Country is definitely in our minds first. We got a song called I Take the O Out of Country. We could sing you the chorus if you want. If you would like to. Oh, Fucking. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I well, maybe shouldn't talk. have done that. I maybe shouldn't have done oh, that. All right. We don't have to. I don't want to put That's you on the spot. That's where you find out it's all auto-tune and smoking mirrors, baby. <laughs> auto-tune in the kitchen? That's new. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've put us on the spot. I don't care. It's, it's uh, okay. I'm out of my. I'm out of my. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three, four, one. I wear my heart on my ass. My hometown on my sleeve. Cause I'm proud of my roots. The mud on my boots. Hell, I'm a whole nother breed. But I should come with a warning. If you're thinking you love me, I'll put the sting in the honey, and I'll take the O out of country. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> we didn't even practice that. <laughs> just further proving how in tune you are with each other, because you didn't have to practice. You just jump right into it. I'm really sorry I just put us on the spot, but we killed it, guys. We did a good job. Good job, you risk taking. Sorry. Thank you for making us prove it to ourselves. We're sitting right here in front of a radio, guys. Gonna judge. Just kidding. Well, I I would never judge because I'm such a fan of all three of yours, and I'm so glad that you have teamed up to make this group the Chattahoochees. I'm calling it a super group. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. It's a super group, and I I love it. I'm just I'm so excited to see where this goes. Like I think 2022 is gonna be a big year, no matter how you decide to make it happen. I am I'm here for it. I'm on board. I'm on Team Chattahoochees 100. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Well, we got to meet in real life sometime soon. I mean, we have met, you and I, we have met, Nellie. I know, we've met, but <laughs> we, the three of us, have not met you. And I know, I'd love that. I, I think you're going to see, 
maybe a little bit slightly happier, slightly looser Nelly in this, in this configuration. Maybe, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Well, hopefully 2022 will make that opportunity available to all of us because I think it'd be a lot of yeah. fun to uh, to get together and hang out. Um, I want to thank you all again for all of your time. I know this is basically uh, two hours for each of you, but about four hours total of the whole thing. And I just, I, I appreciate that. I know time is valuable. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for loving music. Really? and a champion for new artists i love music and i love you guys too it's a whole it's it's always it's kind of like with mike and finding a producer that respects you and loves you and you can find a way to really work with him i feel the same way when i come across artists that i just really appreciate as human beings as well as artists like that's kind of how i feel about the three of you i just i think you're good people you've got a good vibe you've got a good attitude about life and i just love that you've teamed up together to put out some good music too thank you Big thank you to Nelly, Audra, and Summer for all of their time on this project. I like to think it was as much fun for them as it was for me. At least I hope so. What a pleasure it's been to get to know them all a little bit more. And I can't wait for that album to come out. I'm just itching to hear this stuff that we've talked so much about. And thank you to all of you one more time for listening to this episode and any others that you may have tuned in for. I so appreciate your support. I hope you enjoy your holiday season and we'll talk again in 2022. I've got a bunch of things already planned for January. I've got a conversation coming up with Max Greenfield, aka Schmidt from New Girl. I've got another one ready where we discuss dopamine and its effects on the body and so much more. January is going to be crazy fun. I'm so excited for it. Until then, be well.